Hello there, car enthusiast, motorcycle enthusiast, camping enthusiast, off-roading enthusiast, all of you enthusiasts having to do with the motorsports world. We got some stuff coming up on our show today, and it's going to go down a little bit like this. Apparently, Ford is uh, <clears throat> uh, not making really good friends with some Bronco uh, potential new Bronco owners. We're going to get into a little bit of that. Our friends at Winnebago are thinking outside of their box, if you will. Harley Davidson. We rarely, rarely talk about someone who is near and dear to my heart. We're going to talk a little bit about Harley and uh, the outlook for them in the future. Honda is going to stay committed to something that we have already talked about. We're going to bring it back around in full circle for you. GM ain't done with gasoline engines yet, and we're going to get into that, and all that's going to start right after this. Everybody, welcome into the podcast episode one four zero. Say hello to my friend uh, Keith over there, who's uh, joining me on this celebratory episode. Ooh. Hey guys! Oh, I'm <laughs> celebratory. I just celebratory. thought of this. Uh, okay, what, what? 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 Side shots a teenager today. What? Yeah. Get out, man. Yeah, man. Get. See. Time flies when you're having fun. I've said this to people, that my best advice to anybody starting a family, if you wait to afford children, you'll never have any. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Is Dude, that right? I Yeah, it, yes. I've had so many people ask me, well, you're a dad, man. You've raised kids. What, what's the best advice you have for yeah. me? Uh, don't pay attention to the checkbook. <laughs> yeah. Because got, it, uh, it'll, it'll hey, break your heart about two, three years into it, man. You've watched The Price is Right, right, Jay, before? Not like recently, but yeah. You know how that show works, a right? Actually, I've watched it in the past, and, and <laughs> I got to tell you, man, I have watched it recently, and, and there's a reason why. My man. My man, the host. Right? Drew? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Drew. Yeah. Man, I love Drew. Okay. Drew is great. So one of the problems I always had with that show was, you know, when they would bring the contestants down, and they would... Show you product and you Come guess. Come on down. Yeah, yeah, and it would be like wildly inaccurate. Like you're looking at a box of like rice aroni, and I'm going, I saw that at the grocery store yesterday for two bucks, and you guys are saying it's eight ninety nine. Or you know, <laughs> right. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's just a show, man. It's for entertainment purposes. So, only. in true Price is Right fashion, we got some goldfish for Side Shot's birthday. Now, goldfish, Jay. Okay. <sighs> okay. Flushable, I hope. Do you want to guess what these things cost a piece? Um, I'm gonna go with um, uh, three dollars a piece. So one is a ranchu, and the other one is a. I oh, they have names. A, they have breeds no, that's now. That's the breed. Yeah, it's an aranda. I think. I think I'm saying okay. that right. They're about a hundred bucks okay. a piece. Fancy okay. goldfish. Okay. Super nice. Hundred dollars a piece. Yeah, man. You got got the tank. Then set you got like you got to go and you got to have yeah. an aquarium. You got to have the the uh, all the so, all the stuff that goes in the aquarium. So and, to your yeah. point about yeah. being a parent and waiting until you can afford it, I'm pretty sure we're in. Eh, it's over thousand dollars. You're in pretty deep, dude. Yeah, that's two, just kind of how it goes. We have two fish. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. I get it. I mean, raising children, man. I mean, it, it. It's not about just the diapers, the food, the clothes, and all yeah. that stuff. As they get older, it's all about the stuff in between, man. You know, it's 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 life. Life happens, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you got to go uh, to the store, and there just happens to be a. Uh, you know, I really want to get onto these guys that these planogram guys, right, in the grocery stores. They're not stupid. Oh, right? no. Oh, no. You're walking through, cashing out. Mom's busy. She's got three kids hanging on them. And what do you have? You've got to walk through a tunnel of candy, right? Just yeah. to get cashed out. Yeah. And they start screaming, I want, I want. They're grabbing. You're yeah. putting it back. And, yeah. you know, oops, they tore one open. Now i got to buy it. 
you know, and it's just, uh, I, I feel for you, man. I feel for anybody who has children. I've been there. We did the thing um, where we were somewhere and uh, and we bought some beverages. Oh, we were at uh, the Amazon-owned Whole Foods, right? Mm-hmm. And I uh, took side shot to one of his sports practices and went by the pet store on the way home and looked at some stuff. And then we were like, well, yeah. let's just go eat dinner at Whole Foods. We went in and we ate dinner and we got the drinks and then we went and sat down outside the, you know, you can sit outside the, mm-hmm. the, the checkout or whatever to eat. And then we went back in, but we still had our two cans of whatever we bought to drink. And I'm like, oh man, they're going to think like I'm trying to not pay for this. And the guilt just was like, I was like, what do I do? Cause I paid for it once, right? When I came out and then I went back in mm-hmm. and yeah. Wow, so then wow, I was wow. like, well, I got to chug it and then, you know, just throw it away in, in the store. <laughs> Right, I, I right. felt like a criminal. I and I paid for it. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. It's t- times have changed, man. You used to be able to. By the way, you know, I, as a kid growing up, I, I grew up in a very small small town, and everybody knew everybody. I mean, they knew my parents, my right. grandparents, etc. They used to send me up to the store when I was like, you know, eight years old, nine years if old. If you tell hey, me go to buy up. beer, I'm gonna lose it here. No, no, no. Cigarettes, though. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's even better. <laughs> yeah, even yeah, better. yeah, yeah. Used okay. to send me off with, you know. You know, a dollar in my hand to to go get a couple packs of cigarettes because back in those days, cigarettes were thirty five, right. forty five yeah. cents or something. I yeah. think at that time. So, <laughs> isn't that crazy how yeah. times have changed, man? Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, and you know, I used to ride on the, uh, you know, like we have these. You have to be in car seats and stuff these days as kids and stuff, which makes total sense. We, I get it. I'm not against it, but I used to ride on the deck in the back. You know, uh, in the back seats. You know, on, oh, on the back yeah. glass. Yeah. You know, and and the bigger the car. You know that that had the slanted. You know you you, you could just like spread out up there, dude. Mm-hmm. You know it was a big deal. So well, there's um, some parts of the country where it still so goes on. So I just on. Uh, popped my headphones. Jay popped off his there head. I, I, his this head, is this, one of those moments. Yeah. I need to get a longer cord. It's the I think. annual head headphone disconnection. Uh, First, eh. yeah, it, yeah. Here we are, first of the year, man. And and it's our celebratory already, head. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm I'm popping I'm popping headphones on. So we got a lot to get into t- today. Um, we really really do, but. First, we would like to tell everyone that today, portions of this podcast are brought to you by Black Widow Power Sport ramps, lifts, accessories, gear, and much, much more. Hey, can I give them the code? Not time yet, dude. Just wait for the code. Well, let's, let's get through this, okay? <laughs> I know you're excited. I'm excited, too. Let's just get through it, all right? Look, guys, Black Widow differentiates themselves by offering exclusive yet affordable loading, unloading, and transportation options that are designed and engineered to meet the needs of their power sports users with motorcycles, dirt bikes, ATVs, and much, much more. Oh, boy. Look, these guys go back to 2003. Um, They're a U.S.-based company that is uh, distributing their product worldwide. I got the code. Um, Okay, hold on, man. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Look, Black Widow offers products uh, that are designed by enthusiasts for the enthusiasts and offers solutions for both on-road and off-road recreational vehicles. So, Keith, why don't you tell them what they can do? Okay, the moment you've all been waiting for. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, you can go to Black Widow's website at blackwidowpro.com. What do I get? You get... Use the code GURU15, that's G-U-R-U-1-5, the number one and the number five, and that will get you 15% off your entire order. Now, that's a big deal, and uh, we we shot a video on a really cool motorcycle product, Flat Stoppers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's out. It's on YouTube. It's yep. their product, and you can use the code to buy one of those or anything else you find over there. Lots of power sports stuff and really good stuff. So now, now is the time. Yep, Get ready, right? We're right around the corner from everybody pulling their motorcycles and ATVs out of the garage uh, as weather warms up. You're going to need stuff. You're welcome, everybody. Go to BlackWidowPro.com and use the code Guru15. Okay, so thank you again, Black Widow, uh, for the uh, sponsorship we really appreciate it um we'll talk more about those guys in the future i'm sure so look man we um we have this list of things that we normally talk about uh as you guys are used to hearing uh keith and i talk on our podcast and episode 140 is really no different other than we're getting better and better at what we do so you should subscribe to this channel if you are not make sure you go to uh forward slash 
podcast or just click the podcast yeah. links or whatever. Or you can go over to youtube.com forward slash Parks County Gurus and subscribe there as well. And we're on every single major podcasting platform out there. So thank you if you are subscribed. If you are not subscribed, subscribe. Go tell a friend. Like us. Leave a comment. That helps. Am I right? You're Keith? right. You're right. And uh, okay. interesting factoid for those of you that follow along. Apple is no longer, Apple Podcast is no longer, uh, they have less than 50% of the market share for kind of the first time ever. Because you have to remember, Apple invented, might be too harsh of a word. Well, the word, the name podcast comes from iPod. Podcast from their iPod, right? They pioneered it. There's the word I'm looking for. They they did. Yeah, they were were the first with their feet in the water for sure. So, but um, I'm sure something else. Well, we're on on all the other pike comer downers, you know. Uh, Spotify, <laughs> right. you, know, you name it, right. Google Podcast. Which Spotify has taken yeah. over, so there you go. Um, Ford, Broncos. Like we think, can't get enough you, uh, did, talking did about those guys. you think this would be done by now? Did you think we'd still be talking I, about Bronco issues a year and change from when we started? You know, no, not to this level. I think you asked me a question uh, probably 25 episodes ago. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> That's how we remember um, things. What episode what, was it? Right. Right. With what I thought about the future held um, as we we're coming out of COVID and all these supply chain issues mm-hmm. that we're having. And um, I think the more surprising issue for me outside of what, what you know Ford is demonstrating here that they continue to have problems with is the fact that we continue to have those supply chain issues. And I, I would have thought that by 2023, which is what we're in now, um, we would have seen some some uh, improvements there. There are some, but it's it's like, it, it's like uh, when you open the door, product goes out and everybody's been waiting forever. So, so all the product goes away again, then next thing you know, you're, you're out again. It's like, it's starting from scratch and from a forecasting standpoint, right? Because nobody really, really knows, and they're not interested in putting their entire budget on the line, um, not knowing how people are going to respond to it. And so I think that that factors into this as well, which is that, well, I'd rather sell out, you know, and not have enough to sell than be sitting on a bunch of stuff I can't sell. You know imagine, what I mean? imagine this. Imagine going, going back in time five years. Because, you know, this is a show about time travel, Jay. Um, (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Um, Yes. Well, in a six degrees of Kevin Bacon sort of way, I guess, you know, DeLoreans are time machines and we're, (laughs) you know, automotive based. So anyway. Absolutely. uh, Going back to a board meeting at whoever, Ford, GM, Toyota, Although Toyota seems to have been less impacted because they were using, <laughs> yeah, we're okay. Anyway, yeah, right. Don't okay. even, yeah, yeah. But five years careful, ago, man. having a board meeting with Jim Farley or the previous Jim, who I'm not sure who was in charge five years ago, and saying, "Good news, bad news, everybody. Um, good news is, three and a half years from now, we're going to completely sell out of everything. We can't make cars fast enough. We can't make cars fast enough. Right. That's going to be the good news. Bad news is." Right. We're not going to hit our numbers. And right. at that time, you would probably be, as a board member, going, so wait a minute, we're selling cars faster than we can make them, and yet we still can't turn the profit we should. Right, right. Something I just, up. you know, what interesting times we live in, right? We do, we do. This is, a, we, we've said this on previous podcasts, that the, the way we purchase vehicles, the way we shop for vehicles, all of those mm-hmm. things are completely different than what they were before. So just throw it out the window. Forget about it. Your dealerships that you're used to being being able to, you know, hop down to the, you know, end of the road or wherever it's at on your main highway into your town, if you got a dealership or a few dealerships, they're going to look different in five years. I, I really, really think that we are not finished with uh, this whole conversation. We are seeing about that unfold. In, I agree in real time. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've got some things going on. So what are we talking about here? Um, You know, Ford has obviously been uh, um, 
on the rough end of the stick, if you will, in rolling out new vehicles. Okay, they had the Ford Bronco Sport that came out. Actually, the Ford Bronco Sport came out with a lot less of a problem than any mm -hmm. vehicle that they've recently rolled out. And I think I know why that is, because they're using the same platform that they had been using for years, which is tried and true. And they just, you know, widen the body a little bit and make it look a little different than what it was originally designed for. And that's how they got away with that. But this Ford Bronco, the full-size Ford Bronco, was a completely different animal from anything that they had done before. And uh, in a lot of ways, I should say, not anything, but in a lot of ways, some things that they were doing were a lot different. But um, Ford has basically sent letters uh, offering a $2,500 deal uh, to customers that are tired of waiting for their for their um, their built their the their ordered high end type Broncos. In other words, certain packages that Ford seems to continue to have trouble with um, uh, fulfilling. Okay, hold, hold on one second here. Uh, hold on. Yep. I'd say I told you so. All right. Did we did we say that they're here echo Jay, in the room, man? Do you happen to know what components are in those higher end orders? So Ford offering everybody two options: do nothing and mm -hmm. continue to wait at your place in line, or take this twenty five hundred dollar check, change to a different package um, <laughs> right. that doesn't have the two. There's two main components that I got out of this mm -hmm. that they're trying to steer people away from. W what would those happen to PJ? Do you know? Yes. Uh, so one of them is a molded in colored hardtop, okay. which what did they do before? They to get the orders out, they offered their customers, hey, just switch it to a soft top. We'll get we'll get you your yep. your ride and then we'll we'll make good. The hardtop thing has been That's an been ongoing a problem for these Broncos for over a year now. And they still mm -hmm. don't seem to yeah. have a good solution. And that is not good. Now, look, I love these things. Um, in mm -hmm. fact, I tried to order one. Hey, Jay, do you remember why I opted to cancel my order? There was a specific thing that I wanted. Do you remember what that was? Yes, I do. You wanted manual transmission. In a? With the, right, with the, with the uh, larger with the larger engine. engine. I say yeah. I told you so. What's the other thing, Jay, yeah. that they can't? Okay, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Which is what they refer to as the Lux package um, that will allow you for more extreme adventure driving. Which is why you buy the thing, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, why else are you buying a Ford so, Bronco? So people that want the larger engines are. It's taking longer to get those delivered, and I mm -hmm. always felt like. No, nothing against the smaller one, but if I was going to go manual transmission, which I really, really insisted on, I was not going to mm -hmm. take the smaller engine. I wanted the bigger one. Right, which makes complete sense. Yeah. I mean, it's if you're an off off road enthusiast and you're buying this for what it's truly designed to do, I that's what you want. And Ford, yeah. not I, I, I'm my mind is blown. From a marketing standpoint, why they would even go there. Now look what trouble it's right. gotten them into here. And um, so the, the show must go on. Uh, and, you know, basically Ford is encouraging those people to, if you don't cancel mm -hmm. your order, um, they're giving you a window of opportunity. So they, they say that customers may also choose to apply this rebate, and I think you already said that, key to a Ford Escape Bronco Sport Edge, Explorer, Expedition, Ranger, or F-150. Um, and the reason why they're saying that is because yeah. the supplies of those vehicles are very healthy and they're available to take home. Um, so the rebate offer, they say, combined with moving to lower price Broncos does cut into their profit uh, margin which, a bit. Which we isn't great. That. And look, I do think they'll work this out. I mean... Nobody does it better right now in this era than Ford. Ford is the biggest. They've got it figured out. I, I honestly think Tesla is going to be a little bit in trouble from a performance, you know, in their earnings call because once Ford got into the EV game, it put a dent in Tesla's uh, sales, so to speak. Sure did. Ford yeah. has yeah. this dialed in. Yes, they're not perfect, mm -hmm. or no, they're not perfect, but I do think they'll get this worked out. I just think. 
it's a sign of the time, so to speak. Like the fact that they haven't been able to resolve this in the year and a half that we've been talking about it is uh, is a right. new thing. It's concerning. It, five years ago, Jay, this would not have gone on in the automotive industry for a year and a half. Would you agree with that? Right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Somebody man. would have been fired um, five years ago if this was still going on. Oh, absolutely, man. So uh, Cadiz, I think it's his name. Um, who is the, uh, he's a spokesman. Uh, I'm going to go Jeanne Cadiz yeah. is what I'm going to go with. Uh, it, it looks good to me. Sounds, um, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. After that says that the, um, uh, they are trying to do what is best for the customer, which I appreciate it. And, you know, Ford continues, Jim Farley says that they're all about the customer. And I, I don't disagree with, with that statement that Ford has their customer, in in front of everything, and I, I do believe that because of the way they conduct business on most occasions. There are some questionable moves that I've seen, but um, most occasions they do. He says, um, at the end of the day, they're going to get them uh, close to the Bronco that they wanted or that they like. Uh, and look, they've sold over 200,000 of these things. Um, they uh, invite them to downgrade to their Bronco, uh, their Bronco order, cancel their reservation for a refund of their $100 deposit, cancel and reorder for a 2024 model, uh, to try to find a Bronco on a dealer lot, or, uh, they can switch their order completely to another model and apply the $2,500 in a lease purchase program. So that's a lot to take in go, okay, well, I've got a lot mm -hmm. of options here. But if you are a hardcore, I wanted a Bronco, then guess what? Um, it may be 2024 uh, before you get one. You may have to right. reorder it. And they're they're encouraging that here. They're, in other words, they're being very transparent. Parent. Parent. Like parent, yeah. parent. Parent. Yeah. Transparent. No, hey, oh, that's not a Freudian slip. That's a Barkley slip. I got a pretty good dang old idea what's going on. I'll tell you what, man. It's a whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> Love it, man. Boom hire. Boom hire. Hadn't heard him in a while. Um, but, yeah, they're pretty transparent about this thing. They're, uh, they're not, like, um, uh, lying to you. They're saying they can't they're making get it an effort. You, they're making right? an effort to not only fix the long-term problem but to come up with a short-term solution. It's not perfect. I think some people will take mm -hmm. it. We'll take them up on that offer. You know, there's people that maybe aren't the let's go to Moab for the off-road rally and, you know, beat this thing up. Right. They are more pavement star type people that, you know, may never take it off-road. And some of them may take them right. up. It's fine. Like, there's different strokes for different folks, right? But uh, mm -hmm. in the end, they've still yeah. got to come up with a long-term solution. And, hey. And I, yeah. I, I still kind of yeah, want me one. me too. But I'm just yeah. waiting. I'm waiting for the air to clear a little bit because I'm waiting for that manual transmission. In the meantime, larger, uh, we'll bring you engine. an update when and if it happens, and I'm sure it will. So uh, get busy, Ford. Yeah, absolutely. Who? When yeah, man. Go? One of the like two or three left standing in the uh, large, when, large scale, Winnebago. large, yeah. large RV yeah. manufacturers. Um, they're thinking outside the box. They have been for a while. Am I right? Uh, they have. Yeah. They're, you know, and I was trying to think of when we last talked about it. I was thinking that we had already talked about this. I, I think we mentioned it in a podcast, but we didn't per se have a video on our YouTube channel specifically related to this this particular story. I mean, I will if Winnebago um, wants to send me one, you know, or let me drive it. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, anybody from Winnebago yeah. picks this up. I'm an avid RVer and... You know, we may know somebody yeah. in the industry that might be able to help us out. Uh, we shall reach out to you guys. You know so big RV are. show in Florida. It's the super show. I, I need to get in on this. Like, that's the time to, you know, go go to Florida in January. Uh, I don't know exactly where they had the show, but uh, they unveiled a concept. Now, this is a concept. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's I would consider it a class B. Uh, it's a van platform. Yeah. Very similar to what you might see, say the Sprinter vans. Right. Um, uh, well, it's that, the Ford Transit style. chassis, uh, and and Ford is yep, working. Yep. They have an electric version of that, so it makes perfect sense to try to integrate Ford's electric transit platform into mm -hmm. an all electric. And I, I think it is all electric, right. at least in the concept. Uh, Class B. It is. And um, yeah. they call it the ERV two. 
I don't know why it's a two. I, I guess they've done this before. Tried, yeah. Well, they they had the ERV concept. Remember? We, oh, that's we the one you were on talking it. about. Yeah. Yeah, we we touched on it. We didn't we didn't um, provide a video to our to our listeners out there. Which, by the way, if you're listening to this for any of our videos that may come from this podcast or any video that we may shoot, please ride on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Parks County Gurus. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, hit a, give us a like and then give us some uh, give us some comments and I, love. I learned a new term in 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 reading about this thing. So um, so basically. Um, like we said, van van platform, kind of in the style of a mm-hmm. Rivian in the sense that you can run everything in the RV off of electric. Now that's kind of a big deal because until now there were things like the cooktops and um, maybe the water heater that you had to use some sort of other fuel source, whether that be you know propane or what have you. Propane. Um, yeah. Now you cannot run, and this is a problem that no one has solved yet. Um, the air conditioner on these things uh, effectively, like overnight, yeah, without right. external power. Right. You got to plug it in. Exactly. Yeah, we're not there yet with the technology uh, or the, uh, we, the the capacity uh, for you to be in yep. a battery. So itself. it's uh, uh, so, you know, it's, it's not. A, it's not. Would, would you say this, Keith? Before you get into this deeper, would you say from a an RV standpoint, say a class B yep. like this, right? It's not. So much as it is the range, as it is what it can do for you once you get to where you're yeah, at. Yeah, I would. Well, um, I it depends. Battery storage. I mean, you kind of just touched because on look, something here. It depends on, and this is a big, so we're having a conversation as a family right now. If we can't get the deal to work out on the Class A that we're looking at, do we wait? Do we do like a Bronco owner? Do we look at other options? Do we go get a Class B for a year and then flip it, you know? And yeah. so, to yeah. your point, it depends on the... You and I have talked about this because you, you've thought about looking into them. What do you want to do with mm-hmm. it, right? Like, if you're just going to go up in the mountains where you live for the weekend, that's less than 100 miles. And it's, it's a destination, like Dave does with his Jeep, right? If you're going to travel sure. the country yeah. and tour the national parks, that's maybe mm-hmm. a fifth wheel or a Class A or something like that, or a bumper tow. It's a different... It's a different yeah. That word, RV, it's like car, right? There's so many different cars. Yeah. Yeah, so many. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many variants. So I think it depends, right? To to your to answer your question, I mean, it depends Mm -hmm. on what you're going to use it for the most. Yeah, and see, that's that's one of the bigger problems that um, with this that they're having is that the um, you know the the Ford itself um, does not have a very the the E Transit does not have a really hundred eight miles. The estimated range is about hundred eight miles. but I think they'll, you know, they'll figure that out at some point. Um, but for now, if it's a range of 188 miles, and let's say, like you just said, we're going to the mountains, right? Yeah. And you're going to an RV right. park um, that has electrical hookups. Well, you're it's got with, solar panels right? on the roof, so it does. But as far as keeping it, yeah. keep, you know, ready to charge, go when you're ready to go. It's you know, you could you could run off both that and sure. It it is clear to me that Winnebago is counting on the automotive industry to solve the range problem. Now, maybe that's like Optum Batteries or somebody like that who we saw, you know, at SEMA that did like the tow behind battery pack or, you know, maybe it's a third party. Right. But right. Or it's GM, you know, GM helping them out with their Ultium platform, which they've. They are sta- they're able to stack mm-hmm. and increase range in that manner. I mean, they've got... They just said... You know, r- reports of 500 look, miles. We're ca- you know, they're working... They just released this product expecting that... You'll never get this one. This concept will never be built as it was designed. But in the right. future, three years, four years, five years, somebody will have a range solution where this is viable. I mean, it's it's right. got 1,800 watts of solar panels on the roof. Jay, you put... You helped me put in my previous RV. Uh, I think we had 800 watts total. Yeah, it was. Um, it was yeah, three it was panels, and you you yeah. said you said that it. Oh, really a lot. Did the job. It's a lot. You know, it would run. Yeah. I never had to run the generator in the summer with the fridge run. Now I can't run the AC off it, but yeah. So we'll see where this goes. We're one step closer. We're one step closer right. to being really off the grid. Self completely self reliant. Absolutely, I think so. Now, 
Here's what we also learned with this is that um, Winnebago is really interested in feedback from their consumers. So they are uh, launching a pilot mm -hmm. program uh, in Florida, California, and Washington State where uh, their uh, their customers uh, can test out. Some people why, can test out. The, why are you uh, still here, man? Offer why are we still talking? <laughs> right. When I when I found that out, I'm like, wow, that would be very I, seriously. Cool, you know, like. Um, Are you so on just, their website filling I'll, out the application yet? Do you need me to give you a minute? <laughs> right, I need to check. I need to check it out. I need to see what it's all about, man. We'll get in there and see. So, but yeah, way to go, um, way to go, Winnebago, yeah, man, like for uh, for innovation outside yeah. of the normal box. Absolutely, innovator, go yep. home, right? So we've always been said. And speaking of innovation, <laughs> I don't know how much oh, I boy. agree with this or not, but um, this is kind of near and dear to me because I am a Harley owner. Um, and when I say Harley owner, I'm talking about, you know, pre-evolution um, motor. I got an old Ironhead, and um, it's it sounds a lot different even from the from the evolution. But um, Harley Davidson says it's going all electric, and I mean they already came out with the uh, what was it the live wire, um, and you know. I kind of laughed at it, really. I'm like, ah, you know, I don't know, man. Right. Should they be doing this? But, you know, we just had a special guest on recently, guys, Neil Chin uh, from Chin Edition, uh, who is also the uh, director, marketing director for uh, Electrify Expo. Go check that video out, if you will, on our, um, on our, on our YouTube channel, as well as listen to the mm -hmm. podcast on our website, partscountyguru.com. Um, he talks about how heavy... You know, because we were asking about Electri Electrify Expo, what, what's it, what, you know, what does it entail? He goes, oh, everything. I mean, we're talking scooters, motorcycles, uh, RVs, cars, you know, Again, everything. I, it's the there. fact that I haven't been online to submit, you know, access <laughs> requests yet. Right. We're, we're all, I'm right. all, yeah, that's, I can't wait. That's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. But Harley says, um, that it wants to go all electric, uh, it needs to happen is what they, I mean, this is exactly what they said uh, that the, um, its CEO just basically said, you know, Harley Davidson's EV transition needs yeah, to so, happen. Uh, and not in just one small scale, not with just the live wire. They yeah, yeah, the whole Harley that. brand. I, I think there's a little bit, a little bit of, uh, it's a little clickbaity. I, I, it, it is, but I dug a little deeper into this, and you go ahead and you make your well, point. they're going to do this, and their intent is yeah. to do this, just like when GM, who we're going to get to in a few minutes, said mm -hmm. a couple years ago that they're going all electric. And then we right. said, right. yeah, but not, like, not in 10 years. Not like you're saying, right? And you've said that repeatedly. Yeah. I was asked. Again, you you always ask me to look at my crystal yeah. ball, and you specifically ask me, do I think that can can GM hit that mark by then? And I said no. And yeah, Neil Chen the other day he is also in agreement. We're just not there yet, but we got to work towards right. you, that. You, that these are goal, these right? are you got to yes. start somewhere. And so, if you kind of peel back the layers here, Mister uh, mm -hmm. Zeitz tells. The interviewer, he's like, yeah, it might take a couple decades. I mean, we're going to get there. Well, that's what's going to have to happen because the old yeah. Harley enthusiasts are never going to go for this. Right. So you have to wait but for the that, new crowd that it, it's not as disturbing for them because they don't know. They weren't exposed to traditional Harleys, if you will. And some of their market strategy some of their market mm -hmm. strategy where they're going after here when you talk about going all ev their consumer is not even born yet right right bottom line yeah that's okay, a great so point can you fault harley for thinking outside of where they're at now not at all because i have personally seen the trends on the harley davidson side where um most of their demographic are late mm -hmm. 40, early yeah. 50s, mid 50s men. Well, they're expensive bikes. Um, I that mean, are, you know, that most are making 90 plus yeah, thousand. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, e exactly. And 
let's face it, most people, and I and I got to reiterate this, so don't don't get mad at me, all you guys that are getting out there in the rain and riding these things to work, you know, even in the wintertime. God bless you, man. You are hardcore. I get it. But the average person really gets these out for seasonal rides. Sure. And typically it's only on the weekends, a couple of days, maybe at the most a month. Um, I have friends of mine, though, that are hardcore. And as soon as the temperature gets above 45, they're on it. Well, those guys are sleeping with that wallet on a chain, too. Uh, I mean, (laughs) yes, they are. Yes, they are. Uh, Absolutely. The other thing that they don't really say here, which I think may be their strategy, um, is Mm -hmm. this may not see. We have this myopic. Oh, it's just because Harley Davidson's a Milwaukee originally, a Milwaukee Fonzie, the Fonzarella, right. Fonz wrote a right. That was <laughs> right, right, there was a reason right. for that, everybody, because that's where they were built. Right. So they yeah, had him ride yeah. a Harley because that was kind of the bread and butter of Milwaukee. Anyway, I digress. Mm-hmm. Right. We right. get trapped into this thinking um, as Americans that sometimes, oh well, they're going to introduce it here first. Maybe not. They may test market this in parts of Europe and see how it goes. Right. They may, in fact. Um, look, Harley Davidson CEO uh, stated that um, he says, we're thinking, you know, how do we evolve? Uh, and if you think really long term, um, this won't be an overnight transition, but they have to evolve in, into elect- electric vehicles because um, it it's a situation where they're targeting different consumer profiles, right? I just said it early on. We started talking about this. They've got to start thinking about, you know, say side shot. Yeah. Does side shot have an interest in owning a Harley Davidson at all? Probably not. Now he's got a Yamaha, but right. But that's a different animal. What he's doing on that Yamaha is it's off road. It's, 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 it is not a it is not a um, a plated bike on highway vehicle, right? You could in certain sure, parts of the you country. Sure, you can. You can ride people those. do it. They call them dual sports. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, but you know, so he doesn't have any interest in Harley right now. But I'm telling you, what these guys are, what Zeitz is saying here, is that they are targeting people like Sideshot. They're looking at the demographic, going, okay, what's going to attract more into our wheelhouse? You got to start looking at the demographic and your hardcore Harley riders. I I, I think um, they're going to be dwindling. I, I think that you're seeing enough of a change in how the demographic has changed towards moving into that what they call carbon free zone, which we all know that it, or zero emission zone, which we all know that they are not completely. Yeah. Zero emissions. They might be at the tailpipe, but not right, 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 right. fully. Um, I think that they got, again, they've got to start somewhere. But I, again, I got to, got to say that Harley is looking at that down the road. That 15 years, that 20 well, years down the road. You want to know how I at. know you're right? Because this isn't the Tell first me. time they've done it. Because look at the Sportster. Look at the models that right. they've introduced in the previous 20 years that they keep sneaking these like, more stylized, more gr- aggressive, lower center of gravity bikes in. Right. Well, the, the Sports has been around for a while. Right, um, but the redesign. I'm talking, know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. The, yeah, but the redesign of it where you see the um, uh, the really super short um, version of that where, I mean, you're flat-footed and your knees are up in the air. It's so low, low almost like a low boy. Um, and then they got the 41 style and all that where it's super retro and you can do so many different things with customization on these things. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, they were targeting a different audience at that point where your hardcore guys, they're the ones riding the, the yeah, they've got you know, the, the glides, and, yeah, yeah, right, right. The wide glides, the Dyna glides, the, you know, yeah, the fat boys, um, street glides. Now yes. bonus trivia um, question. And I don't know this and I'm not fast enough on mm-hmm. Google to be able to find it, but they did a model in the early 2000s, and it was very futuristic looking. It almost looked like something out of a Terminator movie. That's the V-Rod. Yeah. Wow, you win. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the V-Rod was actually at first wasn't – it didn't go over too well until people rode it. Um, it's actually a really awesome bike. 
not my style because I'm a cruiser guy. I like yeah. a cruiser. I like a I like to just kind of lay back and just enjoy the enjoy the ride and not necessarily I like to go fast when I need to go fast, but that's not why I'm getting out there and riding the thing. It's I, I ride to enjoy the ride and not feel so rushed where I'm going. It's still uh, around. They've changed it a yeah. little bit. It used to be even more futuristic mm-hmm. looking than it is now. Yeah. I called it like the Tron right, movie. Right. Man. But I, look, my point you know, is they stepped into this uh, environment of trying to appeal to younger riders all the way back as then. I mean, that's not that far back, but um, this is not the first time that Harley has said, how can we do things and create product and release product that appeals to a younger younger crowd? So there you go. Right, right. And that when they released that, that was in the height of the, um, you know, like the Valkyrie coming right. out. Um, Harley was looking for, you know, to, to kind of expand their lineup a little bit to to get that demographic as well. People who like to have more of a um, a Euro yep. style, a Euro look, um, you know, maybe the crotch rocket guys. Um, you know, I personally was never one of those people. I, I, I don't care for that for that ninja style bike at all. Um, again, even the V-Rod is is for me, I wouldn't buy one. Um, would I if, if someone gave mm-hmm. me one? Would I take it? Absolutely. Well, again, it's just like the uh, RV. And would thing. I ride one? Sure, I would. It's, what yeah. is your st- what is your intended use? Right? Are you going to do track days? If you're going to do track days, then you want you want a super sport. If you're going to do yeah trips, if you're going to take longer trips, if you want to you want a cruiser, you want something that's comfortable over you know 150 miles. You, sitting. I mean, I've got a. I've got a Ducati Monster that even that thing, which is a little bit more of an upright position than a Super Sport, it gets right. You, you sit on that for an hour, you're ready to take a break. Oh, absolutely, man, absolutely. Um, well, whatever Harley does, I'm sure there'll be a T-shirt somewhere. Because, <laughs> um, which, by the way, again, you know, Harley Davidson was almost dead. Right. Yeah, and then. They had someone come, you know, they changed mm-hmm. their whole marketing strategy and decided, you know what, we can make a ton of money if we do something with our apparel, our gear, and our service centers. And it was a win-win situation for everybody. Even those who don't ride the Harleys, they just want to buy a T-shirt. And, you know, let's face it, that's not a not a bad marketing uh, strategy. Sure, Jay. Posers have uh, money, to too. Help, help make ends meet. <laughs> yeah, they, they do, man. Woo. Yeah, hey, posers put chaps on too. They're not; they may not be riding with them, but they yeah. put them on. You know. Yeah. So uh, wow. So, so uh, I don't we know, man, here, but man? we need to go quickly because uh, <laughs> I just opened a bag of controversy there. Oh, oh, oh! All right. So the last topic of the day. Um, but this is kind of a but you know, wait, there's you, more topic, right? Because you got like three or four things rolled yeah. into one here. Well, it is, and I think it, it ties in together. Um, uh, look, let's just get right to it. GM uh, just announced that they will be making a new uh, small block V8, um, which will be the Generation 6, I believe. I think Gen 5 is still the la- it was the last one. Um, but wait a minute. Wait. GM's going all electric. We've previously established. How can this be, Jay? Exactly. How can this be? I mean, what I really mean to say is... But then Bert would say... I'd say I told you so. Exactly. And Keith and I have been saying this, man. You can't... GM, what are you doing? You're, you're telling everybody you're not going to make gasoline engines anymore. Um, you're going all electric by 2030, 35, whatever the date was. Um, yeah. Again, you, Keith, you asked me again, pull your crystal ball out, Jay. What do you think? And I'm like, no, ain't happening. Ain't happening. We're, we are, we are not near that yet, and GM sees that, just as Ford did. They came out with the Godzilla V8, right? And um, there's another component of this too that even though you did predict this uh, right? several years ago before the pandemic, I don't think we could have foreseen this one particular aspect, which is okay. Back to the Bronco thing. They can't make yep. these cars fast enough. So GM right. is rapidly expanding their EV production plants. Uh, the ultimate thing is an endeavor with LG uh, right. and their battery That's plants. Right. They're building one in Spring Hill, Tennessee, close to me. 
It's not done yet. It's massive. They're, they're doing several of those around the country. That takes time. It takes time to spin those up. It takes time to retool the factories. It takes... It does. And they have looked at this and said, yeah, we're not going to meet our... We can't make that many vehicles by just going down this path alone. So we got to have a solution. Right. Well, what is that? Well, we've done engines forever. Uh, right. We and know we, they sell. Keep doing them. Yep. Let's continue that until we don't have to anymore. Right, right. And you just came out with the C8 Corvette, which is their mid-engine version. They had gone through seven generations mm -hmm. of rear engine, excuse me, front engine, rear wheel drive, and then finally go to the mid-engine rear wheel drive to the C8. It doesn't make sense to kill that baby yeah, I off mean, that soon. Right, because if you look at previous generations, they range anywhere from say ten, nine, ten years each generation to say seven years, six years, seven years. So this kind of right. makes sense. But how do they get around what they said they were going to do, Keith? How do they get around it? Okay, we're gonna now we're gonna invest eight hundred fifty-four million dollars to build this well, thing, this gasoline engine. But what are they building it for? What do you think? Because they looked at the. Hawaiian shirt gold chain sales on the past quarter and <laughs> realized there's still a viable market there. I, yeah, I don't. Oh, yeah. Please enlighten me. Which, by yes. the way, the new C8 Corvette is the fastest production Corvette ever built. And they're not going to kill it off after a year, right? So, how do we, how do we keep that promise to our consumers that, and we're, they, we're and by the way, we're going to change our logo. Oh, to be started, right, yeah. right to lowercase, and and you know make it look as appear as if we're we're going all you know carbon neutral and and emission free just by a logo that makes a difference. But how do they keep that promise that we're going all electric by twenty thirty? We're not going to build anymore. How can you get away with that when you've got a flagship sports car out there? Well, in twenty twenty five. GM announced that Corvette will be its own brand. That's how you do it. That is exactly. So you're going to have kind of what Ford did with the Mustang brand, although correct. Ford kind of half dabbled in that, which I mean, at the time it was a risk. GM sat back and yeah. looked at it and said, "Oh yeah, okay, we can spin off this this Corvette thing and have an EV Corvette and a." C8 Corvette and a, mm -hmm. you know, various, yeah, man, built, why not? And GM has had a very long history of being option heavy. And by options, I mean mm -hmm. crazy amount of specifics you can customize on those vehicles. Go go online and look at the Corvette uh, customizer, the options that you, I mean, it's insane the amount of, like, specific things you can have a hand in color-wise, uh, you know, package feature-wise, all of it. Right, right. Um, you're absolutely right. Uh, now, rumors had it that, and I think that, that we're, we're close to it, I think we're going to see more of this this year to come out, which is that there is going to be an all-new um, uh, hybrid uh Stingray, yeah, they, which is they've be admitted e that much. I mean, I they've I'm still a little it. pissed that they didn't go with my anglerfish. Uh, I know, man. That was that was a great name. It was a great name. Um, but the angler yeah. that would have been great, man. I, I love it. Yeah, it's got Corvette the little angler. light bulb hanging um, off the, you know. Yeah, yeah, and then okay, so they're going to continue to go on too with the SUV mm -hmm. version, from what I understand. Well, look, as well. I mean, Jaguar so did happening. it. Land Rovers, well, Land Rovers always been an SUV, but Porsche with the you know they have several right. models now. I mean, right. Lamborghini. Yeah. I mean, when when Lamborghini got into the SUV market, there was literally no reason not to, right? Right, right. Now, look, um, we just talked about generations. C6, mm -hmm. C7, yep. C8. All right. My expectations are this engine, when they... Do I need to record this so we can play it back later, by the way? Oh, wait. I, yeah, we already are. Okay, this. yeah. Put this in, put this in the uh, the B the, uh, for, file it under B for Bert. Yeah, I told yeah. the yeah. I yeah I told you so uh, for Bert. Yeah, 
Um, B for Bert. Um, I'm thinking, you know, there's speculation that they will go to a new generation and that this engine will be in that new generation. I'm going to, I'm going to do, this is something that almost never happens on this show. Never. Like just rare. This is like that one baseball card that had the misprint out of every thousand. Right. And if you get your hands on it. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. only the people that are subscribed to this show are going to catch this. But this is one of those rare instances (laughs) I may take an opposing point of view with you. I think they're going to continue with the current C8 and they're going to, offer this engine in perhaps a hybrid or a different mm-hmm. model maybe it's an SUV maybe it's a I don't know they got something up their sleeve that they're not talking about yeah and yeah. they're going to run simultaneously for a while yes that's my yeah that's well, my I, take you know i mean i think that's that's absolutely 100% a a possibility i believe that um, but I just don't think that you see them, they won't kill the C8 right away. And it will, again, mm-hmm. it'll run for, for a few more years, but I do think that there will have to be a, a generation change when they get to that next level. Now, here's what I did find out though. They are stating that this is a fact that we said this for all of you concerned Bowling Green, Kentucky employees at the Corvette plant. Uh, GM is committed to keeping that production there uh, with the hybrid as well as the SUV. All of that is going to be right there in, in Kentucky still. Um, the $854 million that GM is committed to this goes to the production of that engine only, and that's going to be in Flint, Michigan. I think they're going to have some spinoff plants mm-hmm. for like you know maybe like connecting rods right. and those sorts of things in other areas of the country. Uh, which is very, very common for these guys. Um, could we see another gasoline Cadillac? Um, I don't know. I, 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 they, the, the Blackwing was one and done, right? The CT5, um, or whatever it was. What about dropping it, CT, it in an yeah, SUV? CT5V Blackwing. Uh, could, could be. That's a good point. I mean, could there be, because here's, that's an interesting point you bring up, and here's why I say that. Because if you notice what Cadillac was doing, they were kind of in parallel with what mm-hmm. Corvette was doing from the performance mm-hmm. side, right? Could Cadillac come out with a performance SUV well, like the Corvette are, SUV? That's you know, back to a previous point I think that you made, we are not there yet in terms of having heavy SUVs um, that can go EV and provide the range. It's too much weight, you know. Even the even the Absolutely trucks, the, the you know, the half ton pickups that they're doing right now, they're they're not that heavy. And I And adding batteries yeah, adds weight. I just don't you know, and until yeah. and, until they get this whole, you know, if they can go to a solid state right. battery. Well that but that see that's years away at best. We're years away. So those yeah, Escalades, I mean, the we, big heavy ones, the big SUVs, mm-hmm. like we're not we're not there yet, nor would I expect, I'll go on record as saying this, that that's going to happen in the next two or three years. And right, I just, yeah, I just don't, I just, I, I'm trying to think of, yeah, uh, because even if we get into solid state, they've got to ramp that up. It's got to, it's going to start with the lighter stuff first. And it's just, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see that being a reality. I think that Cadillac's not going to stop selling large SUVs anytime soon, and those large SUVs are right. not going to be EV anytime soon. True. And let's see where gasoline is at in yeah. two years. I mean, uh, yeah, too. but if, uh, honestly, if you're buying Cadillac, you're... You, you know, know, no, no, no. Well, what I'm saying is, is from the motivation of, of moving, you know, how, you know, to sell units of, of, yeah. of electric vehicles. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, the, the, I mean... Let's face it; the jury's out. I mean, it's been proven that you can save a yeah some some of that crap crap ton. Some of, of that's money. economy dependent, right? Um, so absolutely you know, it is. I mean, but right now, if you ask a customer or a consumer, you know, would you go to EV? And if they and, and you know, if you had to choose between the two, financially, right. what works best for you? And if you're a commuter, 
um, you know, EVs are probably... Well, but in better economic you know, times, you've got a big RV, which is a luxury item that you wouldn't have. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't buy in tighter times. It's an extra, you know, option, True. you know. True. And then you got to have yeah. something to pull it with, right? And so those are things that are right. nice niceties that you do without, a lot of people do without when the getting isn't good. So it's right. economic dependent, I think, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it does bother me to this day that we keep calling things SUVs that aren't like the Cadillac Lyric or the Tesla Model X. Right. I mean, right. Absolutely. guys, go look it up. SUV specifically says in the dictionary, it's built on a truck platform. Mm-hmm. Thus, it's got to it. be built on a truck platform to be a real SUV. Absolutely correct. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. Man, oh, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, you know. Man, I've got more. Before I, I you know, start, we can talk stir up day, another we, controversy, we, I guess we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, yeah. Yeah. We better roll. Um, look, guys, I just keep your minds open because that's what it's going to take. Just be open. And just understand that a lot of this stuff is not going to happen overnight. And the fact that they're saying this, that you know, by 2030, 20, don't get in a panic mode because we all realistically know that that's just not going to happen. So let's watch these guys go through some growing growing pains, and they will continue it, to do that. There so, have been um, several interesting generations uh, of, of, of automotive product in the past decade. And I think that's the fascinating thing to me and probably to you too, Jay, is mm-hmm. the amount of advancement that we are fortunate to be able to see. You know, we're watching Moore's Law kind of unfold in real time. And I love it, man. Right. Like, I love the fact that there are electric cars out there and bikes and, you know, e-bikes and one wheels and all that that were I like li- literally, I, yeah. you know, futuristic devices in movies 20 years ago. We, we are exactly right. I, I love it. You, you've heard me say this tons and tons of times about, you know, I, I, we're both Trekkies, man. We mm-hmm. love Star Trek. We love Star Wars. We, we love all these, these sci-fi things and things, but we're using things that came from, from those mm-hmm. movies that we thought back then as a kid going, man, wouldn't right. it be cool to have a co- communicator, right? Well, we yep. have one every day now. We can do more on our, on our smartphones than we could have done on a very expensive computer 10 years ago. Or the Apollo Lunar Lander, right? Right, right. Just so crazy to me, man, where we're at. So just just be open-minded, guys, to technology. It happens, and not all of it is good, um, and not all of it works out. But I do think that some of it will, and you got to throw spitballs on the wall, and that's exactly what the automotive industry is doing Speaking of generations and Star Trek, do you know? Yeah. No, what? So I'm not sure when this podcast will air. But uh, yeah, two mm-hmm. weeks from now, as we record mm-hmm. this, the yeah. final season of Picard comes out. Oh yes, that I February 16th. that I know that I know. And which, by the way, I am four episodes away from the from the last season of Discovery. Okay, so that would be season four. Which, right, and that ended in I think January of yeah. Now wait, are you saying you're into season four and you're four episodes away from the end, or you're four episodes from starting season four? No, I am four episodes from. the Okay, end. you're you're about I'm three like, or four ahead of me now. Congratulations, you've passed. Yeah, me. I'm, I'm about I'm about that only seven, took a year. I'm about seven <laughs> into the fourth season. Yeah, so it's I know it's mind blowing, right? Man. Yeah. It really is. It really is. So I am so glad, by the way, and this is, you know, you, anybody who has listened to Keith and I forever um, know that that we don't come without some technical difficulties that we that we run into occasionally while we're recording. All I got to say is I am so glad that you have your backup device recording me right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. catch my drift? <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll tell you all about all it right. later in the post. Buddy. All right, then. Ah, oh, this will be a good podcast, everybody. 140 uh, out with a bang. <laughs> oh. This is awesome. Anyway, thanks for watching, everybody, today. And, and again, thanks to Black Widow Pro for uh, sponsoring portions of our podcast today. So, All right. Yeah. Uh, I'll add this at the, at the, at it, in, in the closing moments here. Um, thanks for making us a part of your lives, as always, everyone. Um, please remember, if you like the show, tell a friend. The best thing you can do for us to help us promote this 
podcast is to leave a review on the podcast platform that you're listening to. You don't even have to type. Just give us five stars or however many the cool. most is. And if you can't give us the most, yep. email Jay and uh, we'll, we'll, yep. we'll address your concerns. And stay tuned because we got some banging, oh, banging cool stuff coming. So, so um, in the words of Ken Block, this might be the first time I've dropped one that you knew was coming. Be creative and live a fun life, and don't be an asshole. <laughs> for my pal Jay over there, I'm Keith. Thank you guys for listening and possibly watching. We'll see you on the next one.